0: Picture this. You're sitting with your phone trying to find one more way to reach your audience. You know, you need another way to get your content out there to those who need it, but in a way that draws them in. You can do this through podcasting. Now you know podcasting can work, but how do you start? You can always hire someone to do it for you, but what if you just don't have the financial ability to do so or simply just don't want to spend the money? What if I told you you can get all of the steps from an experienced podcast manager to help you do this yourself. I have created the podcast launch companion to help do exactly this. This is not another course from someone who has not helped dozens of podcasters get started. This is the exact process I use with my launch clients, step by step, for you to do on your own at a fraction of the done for you launch price. If you are ready to get a podcast launched by summer, Click the link in the show notes or visit allisonnitch.com slash DIY. That's allisonnitch.com slash DIY to learn more. Now on to the episode.
1: Hello, and welcome back to season two, episode two of Podcast with Purpose. My name is Rachel Lenhart, and I am Allison's new co-host. And this week, Allison is going to be interviewing me and allowing me to share my story. I was a classroom teacher for 19 years. And for the last two years of my career, I felt myself being pulled in a different direction. But it's scary to change, especially when the only thing you know is teaching or whatever your career is. So I am sharing my story and my experience with you to hopefully inspire even just one person to follow what your gut is telling you to do. So if you felt that Itch or that calling to do something different, to change. Today's episode is for you. So I hope you enjoy my chat with Allison.
0: Welcome to Podcast with Purpose with Allison Nitch and Rachel Linhart, a podcast for entrepreneurs, moms, teachers, and online business owners who know they have a bigger
1: purpose. We are both former teachers turned podcast managers who took a big leap, changing careers and navigating the unknown after many years in the classroom. We struggled for so long trying to balance mom life, careers, and all the things. Listening to podcasts showed us that there was more to our careers than the four walls of our classroom. It opened doors to a world we didn't know existed.
0: Every other Tuesday, we will be bringing you real conversations to help inspire, motivate, and walk you through everyday life. Listen in as we share stories about motherhood, mental health challenges, and becoming online business owners with some podcasting tips sprinkled in.
1: Around here, we are all about real, raw, and honest conversations in a judgment-free space. We want to share all things we wish someone had shared with us as we navigated big changes and new seasons in our lives. So grab a cup of coffee, water, or wine. Remember, this is a judgment-free space. Pop in your earbuds and let's chat.
0: Welcome back to another episode. We are so glad to have you here. If you did not get a chance to listen to our previous episode, it is all about our new season, the new version of this podcast, welcoming our co-host, Rachel Linhart. And we go into all about what we want to talk about, a little bit into our stories, how we met. But this episode, I really want to feature Rachel, how she got started, and how she got into this online space. So we're going to talk to Rachel today. I'll sort of be interviewing her and asking her questions, but more than not, it's her telling her story. So, Rachel... Hi, Hi. We're back again. (laughs) We are. (laughs) We're just going to talk to you this week and we're going to get into your story, how you got started. So I guess just start with, you know, we talked about how you were a teacher. So I guess just start about your background and what led you to where you are today.
1: Yeah. So I was a elementary school teacher for 19 years. And I kind of always knew I wanted to be a teacher since I was a little girl. I would like line up my stuffed animals on my bed and force my brothers to sit there and play school with me. And it was always just I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And I loved what I did for a long, long time. And as with a lot of things in our world, 2020 (laughs) made things change dramatically. And education as a whole just made this big shift. And when we came back to quote unquote normal, things were far from normal behaviors and closing the learning gaps and catching kids up. And on top of all of that, I had been moved from Teaching kindergarten, which I loved, to teaching fourth grade in another building. And so that was kind of a, a big shock yep. and not something that I wanted to do. And so all along, I had felt this calling to do something outside of the classroom and online. And so I tried... I feel like everyone's done this. I've tried an MLM. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was an online fitness coach and um, also tried selling makeup for a short stint. Then I got into life coaching and I kind of marketed teachers because as a teacher myself, I felt very overwhelmed and burnt out. And I thought, you know what, we need someone who is advocating for teachers. So I became a life coach and um, got certified and just specifically focused on teachers, thinking I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to not single-handedly, but I wanted to make a change for the positive in education. And I started my own podcast, which led me into this world of you know podcasting. And I met a lot of amazing other entrepreneurs and um, podcasters who, a lot of whom had an educational background, like a lot of them were teachers. And so long story short, I did not, I was not successful with my teacher life coaching business. And instead I was kind of shown this path of podcast management and podcasting. And we, I know we talked about this in our last episode, podcasts have had such a big impact on me personally. And as well as you. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I found out that people do this for a living and a, a career, managing, editing, producing, launching, strategizing, monetizing other people's podcasts, I was like, sign me up. Yeah. I want to do this. And then our paths crossed, and I, you know, the rest is history. So it's been a long journey, but I feel like every part of my journey, has led me to where I am today.
0: I know. I always say like little breadcrumbs. Like you look back and you see, oh, I was headed that direction. I just didn't know I was. so
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. I know we talked a little bit about this too, about how – we talked about how we met and stuff, but I want to go into just for our listeners, how did you know about the online space? I know you say you just started a podcast, but even just knowing about what we do as freelancers, Like, how did you fall into that? Because I know mine was kind of a weird little way of how I figured it out. And then I figured there's so many people that already knew about it, but there's so many more that don't. And I think that was one of the things we talked about is just spreading that word more about finding something else that makes you happy. Talk about how you fell into that.
1: Sure. So I have always been kind of on the (laughs) teachergram. It's Mm -hmm. like the little corner of Instagram that's for teachers. And just kind of always secretly wanted to be what you would call now an influencer. But like in 2015, 2016, I don't know that influencing was a thing, but I would see all of these big teachers with these huge followings, selling their TPT products, which if you're not in education, that's Teachers Pay Teachers. It's like Etsy for teachers selling their digital products online. And and I thought, oh, that ship has sailed. Like that's (laughs) saturated (laughs) when really it wasn't at all. But anyway, I just always was drawn to the online space and the idea of being able to create your own schedule and not having a limit or a cap on your income that's made by some other people.
0: Who make way more money.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. And don't do nearly
0: as much as you (laughs) do.
1: So when I got into online coaching, I went down the avenue of podcasting. And then when I was launching my own podcast, I used another fellow teacher friend that I met online, Sarah Whitaker from Podcasting for Educators. If you are a teacher or anyone that's wanting to start a podcast, she is a definite must follow. And hopefully we might be talking to her in the future. Yeah. And she taught me everything about podcasting. And then just from, I guess, mindless scrolling, you could say, I found some other people like Audrey Malik and her course, The Prep. And that's where I learned about freelancing and how you can start as a virtual assistant, which I wasn't really thrilled about. I kind of knew right from the get-go that I wanted to do something in the podcasting space. And so after I got all of like that foundational skills with virtual assistants and just like starting an LLC and all of the tax stuff and all of that like yucky, boring stuff. Yeah. Then I took Lauren Wrighton's course, the podcast manager program, and that's where I got all of the technical training. And yeah, that's kind of how I got there.
0: Yeah. One of the things you said that really stood out to me when you were talking about income, anybody can figure out what a teacher makes. You go to that district's website and you see it's a pay scale. And the thing that I wanted to, and we'll kind of get into that next episode, but you're capped as a teacher. Like you can work as many years as you want, but after mm-hmm. a while they cap you. Whereas I think you and I both wanted that financial freedom of just knowing we can make what we want to make. Okay. And that was kind of that was one of the things that stood out to me too.
1: And I like I'm in Pennsylvania and you're in Texas and every state is so different when it comes to their salaries and just education in general. Yes. Locally where I'm at I was what's called master's plus 60. So I have my master's degree plus 60 additional master's level credits. So technically, if I had gone in that direction, I could have actually had my doctorate, but I didn't go into a doctorate program. But anyway, all that to say, I was at the top of the scale. Like I could not make any more besides like the additional like 1% 1% or 2% what they would call cost of living raise, which right. that's not really cost
0: of You don't of notice living. it.
1: No. <laughs> but that essentially made me unmarketable to other school districts. So no one wanted to hire someone that would because the, they had to pay you that pay scale. And you couldn't just be like, oh, no, thanks. I'll just start down at the bottom again just to get me out of this place that I don't like to be. Right. You were kind of stuck. So I was like maxed out. So, you know, I was unhappy with where I was, but yet I couldn't go anywhere else because no one else would hire me because I was too expensive.
0: That's what's crazy too is because you hear like in the typical corporate world, people what, climb this ladder and try to get these raises in the education space unless you want to go into admin, which still they have their caps too. Yeah. You're not moving very far. And I, that's funny, you were talking about the master's In Texas, it's not really all that much different. You get a little bit more, but not a whole lot. In the end, it wasn't worth paying more money to get your master's because you wouldn't see that return in your salary. So for me, I knew I wasn't going to go into admin or I didn't really have that, I don't know, desire to or whatever. So I didn't go get a master's because it wasn't that much have a difference. So it is crazy how much different the different states are, but
1: yeah, and in Pennsylvania you pretty much have to get your masters. But our school districts pay for it to an wow. extent. Now, I was one of the lucky ones and I was like my cohort of teachers, we were kind of grandfathered in and our school districts paid for our masters, but after that certain point, I want to say it was like 2008, 2009 a lot of school districts started paying 85% or 75% or even less. So I actually got my master's degree for free.
0: But That's awesome.
1: In Pennsylvania, they kind of make you. But that's not the case everywhere. I know a lot of teachers that have gone into tremendous student loan debt to get their master's. Right. So, yeah. It's just wild how different it is across the country.
0: Right. We weren't told we had to have a master's unless you wanted to go – beyond the classroom, but we had to become ESL certified.
1: Oh, okay. And so
0: we did not have separate, like I know there are several states and districts that have ESL teachers. Mm-hmm. We were all ESL teachers. Oh. 2012 is when that changed. So yeah, it's just crazy. They pretty much gave you more work, but did not give you any compensation for it.
1: That is the one common theme <laughs> across. Mm-hmm. And it wears <laughs> on you.
0: It does. It wears on you. I did have a career outside of education, but, you know, if you got more tasks, that essentially was like giving you a raise, you got more money. And Uh that's not the same with teaching. So how did you finally realize, okay, this is it? Like, I have to do something different.
1: Yeah, there was a few moments when we went back to school after the year 2020, 2021, we were hybrid um, or full-on digital. So there were two choices and I was a digital teacher and I taught kindergarten digitally in my basement. And that was a little wild, but it was fun. And, you know, we made the most of it. But then at the end of that school year, that was when I was moved from kindergarten to fourth grade and also moved buildings. And I was devastated. And it wasn't that I didn't want to go to that building because I didn't like the people that wasn't it at all it's just I didn't want to leave my home right my home base, my school the principal that I, I really loved there so anyway that was like red flag number one and I literally cried every day in May I was told um on teacher appreciation day oh gosh that I was moving <laughs> and I that was like May I don't know third or fourth or something like that and I cried every day the rest of that school
0: year. It was awful. That's a big do ha- don't For people yeah. that don't realize, you're teaching kindergarten who are new – unless they've been to pre-K, they're new to school. They're learning all of these new skills. And then you're being told, here, now go teach 10-year-olds who know a lot more and they've got a lot more attitude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went from first to third, and that was a huge jump. So you uh-huh. went even – longer distance. Kindergarten to fourth. It was a huge jump.
1: That summer, I kept telling my husband, I can't do this. I can't do this. I want to quit. But we didn't have a plan B. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I looked into life coaching and was getting my life coach certification. And the idea was that I would then at the end of that year, walk away and do that full time. But that never really worked out. But then that year, the 2021-2022 school year, was, I mean, it. I don't even have the words to describe it. It was, well, that was my last year. Yeah. That was your last year. And that was mm-hmm. what I wanted to be my last year. It was wild. I mean, I had death threats. My children Ugh. were threatened to be harmed. And they didn't even go to my school. But, you know, students just know how to, like, get at you. Yes. And so, like, my my own children were threatened. It was wild. And I wanted to quit at the end of that year. And – Something was just holding me there. Mm -hmm. And so then I went back this year and it started off good. It did. And I had this hope and this like just hanging on, clinging to that last strand of hope that maybe this will be a good year. And it started out really good. But then there were some things that happened. And the final straw was I really wanted to go back to primary. And we had a primary position opened, and I was told, that I was not going to go to first grade. And that was kind of the straw for me. I was like, okay, well then,
0: see ya. <laughs> I think so many people think that once you're a teacher, you can teach anything. I actually had, I had an administrator tell me that once because I was moved a lot. And you essentially start over. Once you learn how to teach one grade and you're moved to another grade level, it's like you're starting all over again. I mean, yes, the yeah. teaching concept is the same, I mean, even classroom management's different. Wrangling kindergartners and fourth graders are going to look completely different. Although I always say that kindergarten and fifth grade are very much the same. I always tell my – I taught fifth grade for the longest. And I always say, y'all are just big kindergartners. That's all it is. (laughs) But yeah, I had an admin tell me, well, you're a teacher. You can teach anything. And I'm like, "No, I don't understand. I have to learn the curriculum again. I have to – and even though I was going back to a grade, I had previously taught like five years before that, it's still, everything changes. It's so different. So it wears on you. So I can see how that big jump from kinder to fourth just tore you apart. And yeah. and I hate to say this, but one kid can change your whole dynamic of your classroom and oh. your yes. whole year. Yes, and it's, I had that several times and you think, okay, next year will be different. Because that is one perk of teaching is that you kind of start fresh the next year. Because you think new year, new kids, that it's going to be different, but then something always just kind of rattles it and shakes things up. So,
1: yeah. And I, my husband and I had so many conversations around whether to stay or whether to go and, and we're Christians and, and we just were praying Mm -hmm. a lot this year for guidance and wisdom. And I remember very vividly just praying for an undeniable sign. Like, yeah don't just close the door, like, show me, <laughs> close it, slam it, lock it, <laughs> blow it up with dynamite. Like, I need you to be like, Rachel, if you don't do this, I swear. <laughs> and and that happened for me mm. in March, March 24th, to be exact. And then March 31st was my last day in the classroom, and I just walked away. Yeah. So yeah, people showed themselves for who they really were. And I took that as my undeniable sign yeah. and I have not looked back and I am so happy. I'm I so much happier.
0: I just have to say too, because we talked a lot and I don't remember, was it like February? Yeah. When you heard about the first grade position, because you actually messaged, or I checked in on you and you messaged me and you are like, okay, you're not going to believe this but I think I'm going to stay and I'm going to go to first grade. And you were so excited. Yeah. And just, I could hear it in your voice. And I was like, then do that. And, you know, if you, because I don't want to encourage, especially teachers to just leave if they're Mm -hmm. unhappy. I mean, first figure out what you could do to make it better. You know, if that's going back to a grade you loved or trying to find a new campus that you love or whatever it might be. But you struggled with that ups and downs. And then I remember you telling me, nope, I'm done. Yeah. I'm I'm done. And then. There was no
1: logical reason for me not to be moved back to first grade. Just because I'm... just because certain people or someone did not want me there. And yeah, I don't want to go yeah, into no. it too much. But
0: yes. <laughs> it's like you're you're playing with someone's life and career. Exactly. And everyone knew
1: how much I wanted to go back to primary. And I loved my team in fourth grade. They were amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, you even loved your class this year. I
1: loved my class this year. They were amazing little humans, and it really hurt me to leave, but I had to make a stand.
0: I remember telling you because you were so upset about leaving your class, and I remember telling you, you would have left them in the end of the year anyway. Yeah. So it's not like, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, because some of you will think if I leave, I'm leaving my kids. Well, they're going to leave you <laughs> at the end of the school year. So you have to put yourself first and your, exactly. your health and your mental capacity because. I think we said this on the last episode, it takes all summer to decompress. Yeah. And yet you just start all over again the next year with new things, different kids. And
1: And when I was told on like March 24th that I wasn't going to first, I started having panic attacks. I wasn't sleeping. I was back to crying all the time. And I just couldn't. Do that for the rest of the year. And like your know, body's way of
0: telling you, yeah. No,
1: I'm not going back to something I want to do. I'm going to have to stay. Well, I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know if I was staying in fourth. I didn't know if I was moving somewhere else because someone on our team had to move because of numbers. And I was like, I'll move. I'll go to first. And yeah, like it just seemed like logical. But anyway, it just it just jolted me in a way that I knew I wasn't supposed to stay there. And so I left.
0: Sometimes we just have to be forced to make these decisions that are so hard. Yeah. Because I like, I'm the worst with making big decisions. So we'll get into my story next time, but I, I have a hard time just choosing dinner. <laughs> he quits asking me what's for dinner because he knows I cannot decide. You tell me this is what we're eating, and I'll decide, okay, I want that, or I'll find something different. But like huge decisions, like a change in career, purchasing a car, those make my anxiety like sky high. And so, yeah, you have to watch out for those signs. And then you look back and you're like, okay, I I was seeing this all along. It just takes one thing. Like you said, slam a door, do something. And
1: And after I did it, I continued to get confirmation that that was the right sign. Just these little winks or nudges or whatever you want to call them, some small, some big, that was just continuous confirmation that I made the right choice. Like yeah, I could count the number of people on my one hand that checked in on me after I left. And when I submitted my formal resignation, I just got sent a link to an exit survey. So the idea that you are replaceable at your job but you're not replaceable at your family or in your family was so glaringly made true to me. Like I you hear it and you see those memes come across on Instagram and Facebook, but it is so true. It is so true. Right.
0: I was gonna ask you, how has it like your boys, how do they do they notice a difference in you? I know you said your husband has yeah. <laughs> but like your yeah. boys notice my youngest, that...
1: my youngest Caleb. It's Aww. like you're just happier, mommy.
0: <laughs> I
1: am. I am. Yeah, and my oldest Ben, he's 13, so he's teenager. I, I, yeah, he he's a great kid, but he's still. Right. Crying.
0: I wanted to kind of ask you one more thing. What would you say to anyone who is scared to leave a job, make that scary decision? Like, what would you say? Because you've been there m- most recently. I know there's so many people out there that are like, I want to do this. I just, I need that sign. Like, What would you say to them?
1: I would say just come up with a plan. Like I'm not a proponent of just jumping with no net or jumping with no, nothing lined up in any capacity. So I would look into something that you have a passion for whether that is something online or maybe you're crafty and you like want to make things to sell maybe you have an idea for a course maybe you want to take a course and learn something to be able to do but i would say just figure out a plan and mm-hmm. go for it and know that you may not replace your salary right out of the gate and you probably won't but It's a work in progress. Like my husband and I, we are big Dave Ramsey people. We've been Dave Ramsey people before he was like popular, like back in like 2005, we found him. But anyway, we have our budget. And so we just basically went bare bones. This is what you need to make so that we kind of maintain our style of living. Like We didn't want to have to pull the boys out of anything or anything like that. And so I had my number. And it was a pretty low number that was pretty easy to make. And once I made that, I felt like I could go. And we're not taking a cruise this summer. We're not doing anything like big videos, but we're okay. And I'm happy. And that's what matters the most. So what I would say is come up with a plan, whatever that looks like for you and your family at this point, get a bottom line. Like I need to make X amount. Like maybe you need to make your mortgage payment. Or maybe you need to make your car payment and student loan payment, like whatever it is that you need to make so that your family stays afloat, figure that out, and then figure out a way to make that money doing whatever you want to do, and then give yourself permission to leave, but know that you're going to continue to build. And it's scary. It is scary. Yes. <laughs> it is so scary. But you just have to try. Like if you feel that within you, there's a reason you feel that. There's a reason you're being pulled or tugged in a different direction. And you just have to lean into that and lean into the fear and just know that your happiness is so much more priceless than any salary that you're making.
0: The rewards are more. Yeah. And you won't really notice until you're out of that situation just how unhappy and how Possibly unhealthy yes. were too, so that's yes. We'll talk about that on another episode because we both dealt with very unhealthy situations. But yes,
1: you really don't realize it until you're on the other side, and then you're just like, oh my
0: gosh, yeah. <laughs> and I even told you, just give it a few more months because you're still going to feel those ups and downs, and then all of a sudden it's just like this release. Like I don't have to worry about that,
1: and yeah, like Sunday nights. Are so different.
0: (laughs) I don't. I love Mondays now. I know. I wake up on Mondays and I'm like, oh, it's Monday. It's like a new start to the fresh week. And before, I panicked on Sunday nights. Oh my word! Waking up Monday mornings, mostly because I was like, I have my lesson plans done, but what the heck am I doing in my classroom today? And you know, it's like reminding yourself of what you're supposed to do. And some jobs you can just go in and you know what you're doing, and that's a little bit less stressful. But with teaching, you never know. No. You can have a plan and it's not going to be the plan you thought.
1: Yeah. You always had to bring work home to do your work. so
0: that You could have work to do when you're at work. <laughs> oh my gosh. I always say that. You have to work to go do your, do your yes. job. <laughs> who, do, who else does that? I have no do idea. Do VIPs in a bank have to do that? I don't, I don't even know. think so. <laughs> just <teacher. laughs> Like Now yeah. if I work on a weekend, it's because I love it and I want to. And I'm just like, I enjoy it. It's not like, oh, I have to get all this done. Oh my gosh. So yes, I love what you said. You have to think about what you want. I always tell myself, I'm going to put this picture of what I want ahead of me and I'm just going to act like I'm going for it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to get to it, but getting there is so much better than just staying stuck somewhere. Yeah. Well, I love that you told your story. I hope that everybody else got a chance to get to know you like I have. And now when we have our episodes, they'll know a little bit of your backstory. And Yeah. So I'm excited to see where this will go, but do you have anything else you want to add? Or
1: um, Next time, I'm going to interview you, and we're going <laughs> to hear all about your story. Yeah. Everyone has a story to share, and everybody's story matters. Yes. And that's the purpose of this podcast, is to right. share women's stories.
0: Yes, and that's what a lot of our guests coming on, we want to hear their stories and what led them to, because we all are on different paths. Like I know when I first started listening to podcasts, I wanted to hear how they got to where they were. Yes. I loved knowing what they did, but my interest was more of how did they get there? Because it's always like I was wanting to be that. So that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Right. And then like how – like you would ask me, how did you know? And I think that's so different for everyone too.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you. And we will be back two Tuesdays from now and I'll share my story and – I give my point of view but um, we're so thankful that you are here if you are um, resonating with this give us a review we would love a review we want to push to show out to more people so click the five stars leave us a review tell us what you want to hear and we do have our instagram podcast with purpose with periods podcast period with period purpose but uh, let us know what you want to
1: hear we look forward to coming back in two weeks with allison's story All right, everyone.
0: See
1: you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We would love to know what you thought about it. Please feel free to send us a message on Instagram at podcastwithpurpose. That's podcast.with.purpose. Or leave us a rating and review so others can find us.